Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Corridor Uncertainty Podcast. Uh, I am Ben, and today I am joined by... Luke, hello. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. How are you? I'm also very good, thank you. What have you been up to since we last discussed football? Not a lot, really. There's no there's no football to be to be watching, which is a problem. Well, the internationals have just kicked off, and yeah, stuck already. Um, with uh, Netherlands losing four two to Turkey. Yeah, I saw that. I think who's their manager now? Frank de Boer, I think it is. Yes, it was like sacked from Palace after eight games or something ridiculous like that. So yeah, back I mean, in the, back in the, the best. Yeah, it's really not good. However, like looking at the Turkish team, they've got a pretty nice team, really. Should be, yeah, should be uh, expected Netherlands to win that anyway, though. Yeah, hundred percent. However, but, yeah. they are still without a few players, so we shall see. But yeah, hey. Wales Belgium is the big one tonight, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah, and we predicted that, so hopefully we can keep an eye on that. Yeah, but today we're going to be discussing. Another position in the Premier League. Yes. The left-backs. My position of choice. Your position of choice. But before we start, what drink have you got today? You know what? I've actually um, joined you on the squash. Ooh, what what flavour squash? I've, well, I'm not so uh, rigid in my squash choices like you, but I, I at the moment I'm on summer fruits, but I tend to, to switch between summer fruits and... Peach, am I too? Peach. I'm guessing you're on the orange squash. I don't know if that's a question I need to be asked. That is correct. Hundred. It's a great little beverage. I'm not really that big a fan, to be honest. Oh, well, you're weird. As well, are you, are you splashing the cash on the Robinsons? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Can't lie. Jesus. Living that uni loan is going straight to the to the squash. It is, I'm afraid. I can't lie, I buy it in bulk so it's cheaper. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but let's go on to left backs. However, I found this one the hardest one yet to rank. Yeah, even I, I made this a couple of days ago. Um and I had it and then I, I switched switched it back on now. Um yeah. So I've got it I've got it on the laptop and I've already changed it. And it's sort of like the top Five or six, I'm swapping around all over the place, and then, well, the 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 top two is fairly certain for me. Um, maybe even top one, but um, but then after that is a, a bit of a mix, and then after that, the quality is it's not bad, but it's just compared to the right backs, I'd say the right backs are certainly better than the left backs in the Premier League. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a different position completely. As much as people might think it's just the right backs, like switched on the other side. Whilst I've been researching this a lot. It seems that the left backs are more attacking based. I'd say, um, I think more of the action will come down the left wing as opposed to the right wing, where the right backs tended to be more defensive. I found. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I haven't realised that, but just looking as you said, I don't know if that's like an intentional thing or it's just the fact that somehow the tw- like the majority of the twenty of the of the Premier League clubs, the the main that of the left back is attacking. When you look at the list now, yeah, hundred percent. As well, we've gone for the um, the player who's played the most this season in that position. So, yeah. you know, big names have been kept out, such as Johnny from Wolves. And we've put um, Noor in because he's played the majority. 
Yeah, um, yeah, that one was close because John, Johnny's just come back, well, recently come back from injury, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, there's a few that miss out. Um, hard for there, uh, sorry, Karen. There was a few surprises as well, um, like players that well, I'll say when I get to them, but either that if they're looking at their stats, they're a lot worse than I thought they were, or they're a lot better than I thought they were. Yeah, 100%. I found that particularly interesting. Um, but yeah, shall we get started? Let's go for it. Mine, like you say, is there's a lot of players that could easily interchange. But I don't think this one's going to be as clear as the last one. <laughs> yeah, especially like, well, like last time we had sort of, we sort of agreed on every every five or so positions were exactly the same, just swapped around. So I imagine it's going to be like that. But I think the mid-table bit could be a bit mixed up. Honestly, there's a lot of players who've been in this league a while. And then a lot of players are relatively new. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's. I'd say this is probably the one that we we've seen the the least of, in terms of like there's a lot of newerish talent in here. Like with the right backs, you know, Walker's been in the league ages. You know, loads of players like that. Yeah. A lot of these guys tend to be like their first season, I'd argue. Or like, yeah. You know, it's it's, it's a it's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of young players in the list as well. Let's get started, though, eh? Yeah, let's go for it. Who have you got at the bottom? I genuinely hadn't really heard of this chap before he before he told me him he he was the uh, option. I've gone for Townsend. Right. Um, yeah. To be honest, I um, I, I had heard of him, but I when I was looking at, it, I was like, oh, well, he's a he's a good young player. Um, he's not. He's not a young player at all. <laughs> he, I think he's like, he's like 28, yeah. Um, so I just expected him to be this really promising uh, left back. But um, his, his stats are better than I thought it was because I, I think I did have him at the bottom at some point, but I've moved him up a few spots after looking at his stats. I really don't know much about him, so I'm not really going to be able to commentate that much about him. But uh, so far, he's played 16 matches this season. No goals, no assists, no yellows, no reds. Pretty boring. Yeah. Um, and in the West Brom side, uh, your fullbacks aren't really going to be creating a lot either, are they? So going forward, he hasn't got a lot to do at the back. He's probably got quite a bit. Yes, definitely. Um, well, I've got uh, Edna Stevens bottom of the pile. Right, well, I've put him in 19th, so... Um, so yeah, um, it was difficult. I, I've got like a bottom four probably, um, and he's just the unlucky one really. His stats aren't great, but he's in a side that isn't doing great as well. So probably not all his fault, but he, he's got he's the most third most dribble pass uh, fullback per game in this list. Yeah, um, and it, and also going forwards, his key passes are also just the third least. So. Um, not really a lot going in his favour. His stats overall aren't that bad. He's sort of floating to the water at the bottom. But he seemed really think... solid last season, though. In my eyes, that's why I put him yeah, one yeah. step higher, just because he had a bit of a, a better season last season. Yeah, I agree. And I thought he, he was like a bit of a fan favourite last year. But yeah. I was looking at like the Sheffield United fan pages and stuff. And if you see like who, because obviously they'll have a bit of a clear out in the summer. Um, yeah, and he. He's one of the first names that they want to get rid of, which I was a bit, a bit surprised by, and probably that's why I've got him at the bottom. Yeah, definitely was one of the uh, the guys I thought that was like quite an exciting player in that position for them last season, especially. 
but I yeah. will be seeing him in the Premier League again. Yeah, yeah. He would be unlikely. Okay, so who have you gone in 19th then if I've gone for Stevens? I've gone for Dan Byrne. Dan Byrne? Yeah. Right. Um, which for me is because he's just not a left back, really. <laughs> um, the Brighton one was difficult because they've been playing Solly March as a left wing back quite often, but I thought it was difficult to categorise March as a left back um, because that's just not... His natural position is uh, like a winger or a midfielder, and he can play at left wing back like he has, but he's ne- he's never played as a, a left back, out and out left back. So that's why I thought Byrne would be a better choice. Who has played there? Yeah. He's the least. In, in, the modern day left backs are generally small and agile, um, I'd say. But Dan Byrne is about seventy six foot tall, um, and as as a wing back in the Brighton system, it is a, a weird one. Um, he's joined with Stevens um, with the dribble pass uh, stat of third worst and key passes are the worst so going forward um, as you'd expect he doesn't offer a lot um, but I'd say defensively he's probably slightly better than Stevens um, and obviously he's got that aerial presence which um, that can cause problems yeah I'd put him in 18 so that's quite you know we're getting similar areas yeah it's just sort of like you say he's one of the Brighton have some relatively exciting players I think you could argue he's not one of them yeah. at all <laughs> yeah yeah that's definitely true like you know he's getting almost not even getting played some of the time because they're playing Sully March who's a left mid you know it's just it's just weird really because he just like he just doesn't seem like someone who should be in the in this league but is yeah and I think even at he, his build lets him down really because like at centre-back he probably looks like he fits in more and it sort of just looks weird in, in a, as a wing Yeah, as a wing-back you want to be fast and short, you know, usually that's what we see from, you know, or just fast really, not necessarily short. He just doesn't seem like, you know, the kind of... Yeah, the typical modern On day. the other side, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, it's literally the polar opposite. Maybe they've just thought, right, we sort of need a... We need to average out the height. So Lamptey's absolutely tiny. So we'll just put a six foot six bloke on the other side, and then sort of that's balanced. Then tall. Yeah. Okay. Um, But yeah. So so what's that? Your bottom three then goes Townsend. Townsend from the bottom. And I've I've still not got Townsend tomorrow. I've got Charlie Taylor in eighteenth from Burnley. From Burnley, and he was one of the ones that um, surprised me a bit when I. I, like I said last time, I, I put all my players that's just off the top of my head where I put them and then I start looking at the stats and other bits and bobs and then see where they go. And he was one of the ones that stats let him down. Yeah, because I uh, thought he was a bit more solid, you know. I've I've got him in 16, so I thought yeah, um, a bit more, you know, he's a, again one of the... This is what I seem to say about the Burnley right-back as well. You know, he's been in the league a while, Um sort of knows where he's going. I, I believe he's been in the league a while anyway. You know, yeah. he's got to be doing something right to still be playing. But Yeah, he joined from Leeds a while ago and he's a solid left-back. He was, um, he's one of those ones that he would do a job at any Premier League. He probably is a Premier League left-back, but he's never going to be more than yeah. an average Premier League left-back. Um, but the, the players above him have, have just all got sort of one standout attribute and he doesn't really have any 
Um, his pass accuracy is the worst out of the of the list, um, which in the Burnley um, system it doesn't help. No. Um, and I mean, well, you don't really see him play all the time for Burnley either, do we? Yes, but yeah, he's had a few injuries and was I think Eric Peters has come in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's yeah solid. That's about it. There's nothing. There's nothing really special about him. All the players above him had sort of a, a stat that was in the top three of something um, that sort of swung it in their favour because I think he probably was about 13th for me at some point when I, when I did it. Yeah, I started with him in 12th. So, you know, you've got to do a bit of research. For it. Like I, I tend to do like a, um, a brief one off the top of my head and then, you know, then go into it a bit more with like what yeah. I research and stuff. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's interesting. Okay, so who did so? That's my yeah. That's we've both done a bottom three, so we're both on to seventeenth now. Yeah, I've gone for Jamal Lewis. Oh, okay. I wanted to put him higher, right? Primarily, I yeah. do like him a lot. Like he's a young English player who you know almost signed for Liverpool, I think, a few like a few seasons uh, by the start of the season when we were looking for a back, back yeah. at left back. Yeah, you know, like I feel like if he was. Young, oh, he's he's Northern Irish now, isn't he? I think he's changed his nationality. You know, if he wasn't English, like British, and that he was English at some point, I reckon. Would he? Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know. This was like the the Norwich fullbacks were were very sought after in the summer. Um, Yeah, and Max Aaron's, who probably was the more uh, in demand of the two, actually ended up staying at Norwich. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Lewis is a, a promising uh, left back, and he's a bit higher up in my list. Um, I did have him down there as well, I think, before I looked at the stats. Um, but I, I always think that he's he's a bit uh, he's got a bit to learn, I think, because I just remember watching the I think Man United Newcastle game, and he was caught out of position for oh, who scored the goal? Dan James scored, um, and he was just sort of dragged into the middle, sort of ball attracted to the ball rather than concentrating on his man but yeah I, I don't think he's a, he's a bad left back um, he's just got a bit more to prove you know he's gonna he, looks, he could yeah. potentially get relegated twice in a row and I'm not saying it's all on yeah. him by any means but you know like he's got to be I don't know he's not as good as Max Aaron's I, I, I'd argue in terms of like as a fullback I know they play different games really you know but I'd argue that he's not as good as him and therefore I don't see really what all the hype is about necessarily. Like, yeah, I, I think it's difficult because he's been he's been thrown into the team and pretty much playing week in week out, and he's been it's not an easy position to play in that team. Newcastle are going to be battered a lot of the time, definitely. Especially you know some of the right wingers who we'll get onto in about a million weeks' time. But you know he's just I don't get the hype personally. Okay. Um, well, 17th, I've got um, Townsend, right. not Andros, Connor. Um, and yeah, so he, he's he's picked up a few places. I did have him bottom um, once I realised that he wasn't 21. Um, but then, yeah, his stats, he's got no, none of none of his stats are in the bottom three for anything. So that's positive. And then he's second in the league for interceptions uh, per game out of the left-backs, that is. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just... With 
you know, if you're playing West Brom, you're more likely to make an interception than if you're going to play for like United. Having said that, Charlie Taylor, who you'd expect the same from, is is uh, third worst. It's true. So, so yeah, it, 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 yeah, I can make the stats work for me if I want to. But yeah, he was he was sort of middle of the ground for all of them. So it's definitely his stats surprised me at how it's his stats seemed like a a player that's played in the Premier League for a long time and he yeah. hasn't. So yeah, interesting man. Okay, well we've we've gone over him. So should we go on? Who's your sixteenth? I'll put Taylor there. Um, I've got Patrick Van Aanholt. This was one of the players that I was on about earlier. You know, been in the league ages, been at two lower league teams, I think you could argue, in it was at Newcastle, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people um, seem to be blinded by him, really. Yeah, I, I think he's... Uh, on his day, is great. But I think on his day, it's a game where he's not tested defensively that much. Um, going forwards, um, in, in, not in terms of his stats and his dribbles aren't any, anything special, but um, we've seen him in, in previous seasons have, have good goal-scoring seasons. Um, the odd free kick, yeah, I think. Yeah, the moment um, player, isn't he? Yeah, but those sort of special moments and that bit of pace and a, a, the good goal every now and then. But um, defensively, I think he gets caught out a bit. And I, I follow Palace fan on Twitter and he seems to think that he's not um, not the best option going forward, especially with, when they've got... Um, Mitchell. Is it Tyreek? Ty, yeah, Tyreek Mitchell, who, who was nearly in this list, if you put it. But he hasn't played as many games. Mm. Um, but he's a really young, promising player. He's probably a little bit better defensively with the obviously the inexperience, but um I think that's their left back plan going forward. Um but yeah, Van Arnholt's just there on experience at yeah. the moment. I've always like um, I was saying, he's one of these players that have been in the league a while and is kind of you know blinded by some of the moments. So I put him in fifteenth. So that's good that we're we're quite uh close to agreeing again. Yeah. Um so who do you have in sixteenth? Oh, Charlie Taylor, yeah. Okay, so your 15th was Van Aanholt, and I've got a Nori from Wolves. Oh, he's um, just up. <laughs> he's in 14th for me. So this is going really well for me. Um, yeah, um, he was another one. Like, all of these have been all over the place in my list at, at yeah. points. It was really difficult to place these. Um, and Aid Nori's another one. His, his stats are really good um, in terms of just really good at this level is middle middle of the road in most stats and he's got the second most dribbles per game uh, in the list mm. so um, going, he's another one benefiting from that left wing back role um, that will play for Wolves and he able to younger, carry the he ball he is younger than you know say Townsend who we thought was younger yeah 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 so we've basically crossed off the majority of the, the oldies um, from below if you, if you can call them not old necessarily but not like a uh, recently breaking onto the scene they've they've experienced yeah. players um but yeah Aitnori I think is, is a left back definitely to watch for the future mm. um a bit like you said about Jamal Lewis there's, there's more to come from him um but at the moment he sits 15th for me yeah I agree completely I think this guy's been really um quite mature really he's had to come into the Wolves team after Johnny's been injured um they signed Marcal as well I think that's Marcel I don't know and yeah. uh, he's kept him out of the team at times, I think. I've been watching a few Wolves games this season and most of the time it's him and he's quite impressive, really, for someone who's only 19. Yeah. 
Is he only on loan as well? But technical uh, um, I don't know if he's on loan. I think he's Wolves player, but he came from uh, Angus in front. Just... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he really impresses me really with his overall maturity, and um, especially when you know Johnny's back in the team now. Who's who? If we had included him, I'm sure would be a lot higher on the list. But I think yeah. he's done relatively well in a struggling Wolves side to fill that gap of a key player in their system. Yeah, he's only he's alone. alone. Yeah, he um, could become permanent soon. But... So he, yeah, I think they'll probably be looking to probably sign him in, in the mm. summer. Um, I think he's earned that for himself. Um, and then if, if now they've got Johnny back fit, that's a good good depth in left in the left back position. Especially with Mark Al. Definitely, yeah. Okay, cool. Right, so that was your 15th and my 14th. Yeah. Do you want to say who your 14th is? Yeah, my 14th is Alioski. Ooh. Okay. Um, did you say your fifteenth? Who is your fifteenth? Sorry. Uh, my fifteenth was Van Anholt. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Aliowski was really weird because I've put him in a literally a space of Bob again. <laughs> so um, I think Aliowski is. Um, well, he's done quality considering he's not. Um, he's not left back. Um, which is annoying to see a player with the number 10 uh, playing left-back, but I'll let him off. Um, but having said that, his tackles per game are the highest of anyone in that list. Um, however, when I discovered that, I also discovered that he's dribbled past more times per game uh, than anybody else in this list, which I guess kind of suggests a bit of... Um, Not really playing left-back. <laughs> bit of rashness because he's sort of going into challenges and trying attempting a lot of tackles um, which obviously helps get his tackle numbers up but he's also due to the amount he's attempting he's also being dribbled past a lot which maybe just shows his inexperience as a left back um, but also the fact he's higher up the pitch may contribute to the fact the amount of times he's been dribbled past as well um, but I thought that was interesting but yeah his stats other than that dribble pass is pretty solid second best pass accuracy as well um, yeah, for, for someone that's not a left back, absolutely class. But just his uh, defensive side of him maybe lets him down with that drill pass stat, which is why he's only 14th for me. Yeah, I think he's a really odd player, which is sort of the problem I tend to have with a lot of the players in lead setup. That I don't know, they just seem to play like no other team in the world. Really, I think it's some sort of Bielsa system stuff that I yeah. understand. This guy's 29, right? You know, a lot of people I hadn't really heard of him before this season. Um, I've seen a bit of him when he was playing in the championship, but he is just a bit of a weird player. Like you say, he doesn't really tend to play left back too much, even though he's supposed to be playing that. I don't really get it. Like you say, number 10 does annoy me as well. I think he'd be more, I think he'd rather be playing like higher at the pitch. Hence why he's there a lot more of the time. But, you know, yeah, he might be, Again, he's in this system with Bielsa who have come into the league and they've done quite well considering, you know, like most teams, you wouldn't really be expecting to be this high. Uh, you know, the other two got promoted Fulham and West Brom still in the relegation zone as we speak. And Leeds have done quite well, really. They've had some good games and I guess you can't really knock him. Yeah, I think he's done a really good job and 
he's obviously been played there for a reason. Um, and but the only thing with him as well, I think he's out of contract at the end of the season, and I think he might um, be heading off to Turkey, which yeah, is Galatasaray. I'm here, I see. Yeah, um, which is interesting. I, I saw Leeds fans talk about that, um, but they they sort of seem to want him to stay. Uh, they was, had the idea maybe they would sign an out and out left back, but at least that gives you that um, depth, like you see with Wolves, if they can hang on to Aint Nuri in the summer, then they've just got that uh, backup option, which is a really solid option if uh, somebody gets injured. Yeah, I agree. I've seen a lot over Twitter. Some some people seem to think that their opinion is correct and therefore anyone else who says anything different deserves to get their head decapitated. Uh, quite a lot of backlash, people saying you should leave, people saying you shouldn't leave. But yeah, it's quite interesting to see. So that was okay. my 13th. Do you want to go for yours? My 13th, yeah. Yeah. yeah that is Jamal Lewis. Right. Next appearance here. There we go. Um, the block. <laughs> and he, yeah, I, I quite like him. Um, he He's one of those, there was a couple of players that just had one bad area and the next two in that. Um but yeah, just consistently average across the board, uh, these next two, um, in, in a Newcastle side that you'd expect to be under a lot of pressure all the time. I've, I think we've seen his age um, go, um, and, and he's yet to be in a team. We, we saw when Norwich got promoted, those two young fullbacks were so uh, exciting to watch. Um, but since he's come into the Premier League, he's had that season at Norwich where he was constantly exposed by the amount of attacking football that Norwich play that they were always going to concede goals and then Newcastle it's sort of the opposite but he's always going to be exposed because the amount of chances they're going to concede um, but I'd like to see him in, in a in a better side um, because I think he is a really good uh, young fullback and I think he he is going to go on to better things I do uh, see the hype and I think it is granted um, but yeah I think he's solid oh, I can tell you now he's solid on a football manager like I said the other day Newcastle career mode, he's the starting left back. But, you know, I just think he's a bit overhyped at the moment. I'd like to see more and then I'll... I don't think he's bad by any means and he's probably like more talented than some of the players that I've put him under, like Taylor, you know. However, just haven't seen enough yet personally and I think he might be a bit overhyped, in my opinion. Okay. 12. I've bought Robinson. Yeah, and I think if Fulham are to be relegated, he will stay up in the league. Yeah, I yeah, 100% agree with that. And I, I think he's just, he's sort of the part of the Fulham team that just feels a bit more, um, it'll be a sad sight to see them go, you know, one of the more exciting players. Yeah, I think Fulham have got a lot of those young, um, promising players. They've got a lot of loan signings as well, so they the likes of Lookman, Loftus-Cheek, uh, I think Alain is on loan as well. So they've got quite a lot of, and Ariola, of course. So they've got a lot of players that are going to have to go. But yeah, I think they've got a few as well that will um, yeah, um, yeah. survive if they do go down. Um, but yeah, I don't have him uh, for, a, for a couple more positions yet. You've gone for Matt Target. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, this could... Uh, Sort of, it looks like I've got a bit of a Villa agenda going on at the moment. Um, <laughs> After where I've put him again. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Matty Cash scraped my top 10, I think, um, while you had him up in a 6th. Yeah. I've got Matt yeah. Target in 12th, and I don't think I had Martinez 
high, high anywhere near as high as you did either. So, well, um, we disagreed that he was a top five. I think it was. Yeah. Um. So yeah, my my Villa agenda continues for now. Um. Yeah, I, he's looking at the stats. He's just a very similar player um, to Jamal Lewis. He hasn't got anything um, really that bad. His, his progressive carries are the second worst in the league. Uh, in the league, in this out of these twenty left backs per game, um, which just means he doesn't really pick up the ball and run with it. It's not really anything uh, too much to worry about. But yeah, he he was just nowhere really special in any stat. Very similar to Lewis, just middle of the road in most of them. Yeah, I think um, he's definitely out of the the two Villa fullbacks, the more un, uh, underappreciated one. I think Matty Cash gets a lot more of the credit and is definitely deserved. You know, I think without um, Cash in the team is a bigger loss without Target in the team. But I do think he's been, again, a really solid player for Villa. Um, yeah. I put him in 11th, so not much higher. But I just, I don't know, like, again, he just seems average to me. Like, you know, we, we've got the, the 10 on top of him for me are offer something more. The 10 on top offers something more than all the players that I've already put in. The 10 so far, you know. Yeah. Uh, maybe the exception of one who I've put in 10th. But apart from that, the rest are just better in my eyes. And these seem less, you know, lacking that that one less like wow thing that the rest have. Yeah. But I'll go on to Tyler Robinson. Anthony Robinson. Anthony, yeah, who's Tyler Robinson? I do not know. Oh, I know a Tyler Robinson. That's why I've said that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Anthony Robinson. He just... He really does just wow me. In, in, a, in a Fulham team that started off a bit poor, he honestly seems like one of the more exciting defenders that they've got. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people could argue that he's actually their best defender in terms of all the you know all the players that play in their, uh, their positions, but this guy's just exciting to watch. Really, I quite enjoy watching him play. He seems quite solid. He has good moments, and unlike you know people like uh, Alioski, he gets back and helps defend. Yeah, and he's 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 from uh, America, so I reckon he'll be. He's part of their new sort of building towards a better team and. I just want to point out before we carry on, I've had to uh, change locations because of how bad my Wi-Fi is. I'm currently sat in the downstairs toilet. <laughs> Commitment to the cause. Someone better listen to this. <laughs> um, yeah, so where, where are we now? We're 11th now. I think... Um, so I... I don't know if this is a shock. He, he, this man was as high as I think sixth or seventh at one point in my list, and now he's down there in eleventh. Um, and that is Ryan Bertrand. Ryan Bertrand. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll just say that I've put him in tenth. Okay. And that target um, was for me. So yeah. again, similar. So your list is basically just my list, but shifted up one. It seems that in most positions, until apart from Jamal Lewis, who's had a few jumps up. <laughs> at the moment it is yeah there's a few uh, dodgy ones I guess you could say um, but yeah I think Bertrand initially when I had him higher I think I was maybe blinded by the past 
yeah, or just he's just had a re- he's had a long good career in the Premier League. Um, he's not. Uh, I think I think you can, can like he's got a similar career to Seamus Coleman without that ever having that something a little bit more that Coleman had. He obviously Coleman's like an Everton legend and. Burton's never ever going to have that like Southampton so he's just like a similar longevity um, and he's always a solid option he's never um, been criticised for having for, for really being anything worse than what he is but I think he is just that really solid Premier League option with a Champions League medal to his name Yeah I was going to say he's a Champions League winner one of two on the list I think there's only two that have won it on this list <laughs> we'll get on to the other one in a bit but um yeah, definitely a, a more like almost a legend in the Prem. You know, been here for a while. Had again some moments where he's been the player to look for, but just never made that next step. Yeah, he's nothing more than that. Do you know what I mean? Like he's been solid, but he's never going to reach the level the guys above him. Yeah, and I think that shows as well. He's- the, the solidness as well is he's second in the, the best, so he's the second least dribble pass per game in this list. Um, but then you look at his stats going forward, uh, his key passes per game was the second worst of 0.37, and his dribbles per game are 0.19. Um, so he's not really providing an exciting uh, threat going forwards with his, his passes or crosses into the box um, or taking on a man. But yeah, like we say, he's just solid, um, and you can you can trust him definitely. Yeah, I definitely think that if he'd played in a better team, he could have achieved more. But you know, there's only I know he played at Chelsea, won the Champions League, so <laughs> there you go. So that's my tenth, and you're eleventh. So let's go on to who you've put in tenth. Yeah, so this might be another one that is um, possibly a shock. Um, I've got Zinchenko. Ooh, okay. Uh, which initially I had him higher, but then I just couldn't couldn't justify. It. I, I've had him below Bertrand as well, and I just think he's uh, he's a good left back, but similarly to Bertrand, but just in the opposite direction. Really, his his progressive carries are the best in the league. The game is eight point four two. Um, per game and his pass accuracy is 90.9 which is the best in the league by almost 10% um, to second yeah. so those two things definitely he's, he's well he's the best so um, but I just think he's not really tested defensively um, I don't I don't think he's horrific defensively and there's no stats that suggest he is um, obviously he's not constantly under pressure but I don't think he's I don't think there's an argument to say that he's one of the top sort of six in the league. I, I think he's in a good team. He's a solid player. He's a good player, but I think you could replace him with all of the left backs above him, and they do equally a good job, if not better. Okay, well, I'm currently in the second toilet in the house because of the Wi-Fi and the last one letting me down. <laughs> um, but let's. I'll. I've put Zinchenko in ninth. Um, it felt weird putting him this low down, but what can you say when this man doesn't isn't a natural left back? A bit like Alioski, you know, he plays cam some of the time. Like, he just I know it shows his difference in where he can play and his flexibility, 
but he doesn't even get to play left back all the time. You know, City have got so many players like Mendy and Cancelo. I sometimes think plays on the left. Like this guy doesn't seem a consistent enough defender to be any. Yeah, I, I think he's this season as well. He has impressed me and has looked better, and he he looks like a better player than Mendy for sure. Um, definitely defensively, um, and. And and he's doing something right because Pep's got money to spend, and he didn't go out and get a left back. So, um, and also they they got rid of Angelina as yeah. well. So they obviously thought that Zinchenko was a better player than those. Um, so he's got something about him, and I think maybe I'm being a bit too harsh, um, but that's why I've got him. No, I agree completely, and I think, like you say, he is the opposite of Bertrand. Where Bertrand, if he played in a better team, would be better. But I think if Zinchenko was to play a worse team, yeah, he would possibly. be worse. Um, but yeah. So then, so what? So Zinchenko was ninth for you then. My ninth. Yeah. Is so we need your the, ninth. Uh, he's finally. It's Anthony Robinson. Um, who oh. perhaps is too high. I might have done. I can't remember who I did it with last time. Um, but I, I just think he's great. Um. Yeah, oh, he's not quite Peter's level, but whenever I watch Fulham, he is just so exciting and so uh, just that left flank, he's just up and down it constantly. Um, there's not many players in this list that have sort of like a golden attribute in in both tallies, um, but he's one of them. He's He's got the most dribbles uh, per game. Um out of everyone in this list, as well as the most uh, interceptions per game in everyone in this list. So he's, his ability to take on a man is fantastic and his ability to, to read a pass is also quality. I think, yeah, he, he's definitely got an exciting future ahead of him. Um, and yeah, like like you said, there's no doubt he'll be mm-hmm. in the Premier League or in the, one of the big five leagues next season. And uh, yeah, I think he's one of the many young uh, fullbacks in this league that's really, really good. Yeah, and we'll become even yeah, better. And I think the only question is, because um, you could say he's like a, a similar um, level to Jamal Lewis, but Jamal Lewis has obviously has to play in a Newcastle system where he doesn't have the freedom um, that Robinson does. So if you had swapped the teams, would we would we see yeah. such a difference? Um, I still think Robinson would be better for Newcastle than Lewis would be for Fulham, if that makes sense. Um which is why I, I put him right. so high up. Um, yeah, he he was the top of the mid table, but his stats are just um, incredible, and he, he definitely when you watch him as well, that that gives him a boost because he's a very exciting player to watch. Only thing that doesn't let down is his pass accuracy, which yeah. is the third worst of the list. But I'll let him. Off. So there's time to come. <laughs> okay, well I've gone for okay. Cresswell. Yeah. That is a big difference to where I have Aaron Cresswell. It's, it's, it does seem like a big old, big old, like, what the heck are you saying? But uh, from what I've seen from the other left-backs who we haven't mentioned yet, you know, we've still got all the top six yeah. in there, I think, is it? Uh, Tenko's out. Sorry, my bad. We've got five up the top six still in there. Leicester Everton. and um, Everton. Yeah, that's the one. And... Honestly, I don't think... I think this guy is another player who's consistent, you know, been in the Premier League a while, especially at West Ham. I think he's been there a couple of seasons now. And again, seems solid, but 
I feel like if it wasn't for this season, people would really be calling him in for a, wouldn't be rating him so highly, you know, like that's why I've put him a bit lower down. I know it's tough when you see like other players who haven't been in the league half as long. So it's harder to judge them on that logic. But, you know, last season, West Ham nearly went down. The season before they almost went down. And I know it's not fair to say it's all Cresswell's fault, but, you know, this guy can't have been that amazing when he's been, he's been, pushed over to uh, centre-back some of the time I think he has, which is quite odd because he's a bit short. And um, they also signed Masuaku as well, sort of showing a bit of... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They ha- don't have as much confidence in him. Uh, might have just been for backup. I don't know the ins and outs of the West Ham transfer business. But I think this season he's proved that he is a very good defender. And that's all the credit to him but I, overall I think he could he just doesn't offer what the rest do and I think if he was properly as highly rated as some of the rest in this list why has he not been talked about for an England call-up yeah that's a fair point um yeah yeah that's yeah that's a good point <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah I'll, I'll talk about my my defense with Cresswell a bit later on because he's a, a fair bit higher yeah um so okay. So he was was he was he eighth? That was my eighth, yeah. Uh, in my eighth, I've got James Justin, mm. okay. um, who I love. I think he's absolutely great. Um, even from since he's been at Luton, he, he was fantastic. He got that move. Um, sort of thought he would maybe be one of those players that might need a loan spell. Um, but injuries have sort of worked in his favour over the last couple of seasons um, and he's got himself in the team and there's been no looking back even when players are back from injury. Um, he's he's a stalwart in that team and there's there's not a single stat that lets him down. Um, he's just fantastic and to be even in the equation of, of left-back when he's not a left-back and it must be so hard to play left-back as a right-footed uh, player, um, I, I, I think, yeah, he's... Yeah, he's one of those that I can see um, being in the England setup for, for years to come with the versatility, able to play on uh, either side, um, and just a really, just really strong in every area of the pitch, really. Surprised you've put him so low. James Justin fan. Um, I I get what you mean completely. I think definitely has been. Um, almost lucky with the way the Leicester team has been injured and stuff this season. Uh, I really like him as well, and I can't wait to see him get that call up for England someday, which I know he'll get because of how good he is. Uh, I've put okay. him a bit higher, so I guess I'll go on to him in a bit. Um, so that was yeah, our. So now on to seventh, um, where I've got uh, Regillion. Yeah, I've got Rigwilly on there as well. So that's great. Yeah. First um, one that we've actually I was kind of on. expecting his attacking stats to be better than they were. Um and and, and none of his stats yeah. is another one. There's there's not many players on this list. I'm just trying to quickly count them, but I think he's I think he's actually the only one where there's just nothing. There's no because I've basically highlight the top three and the bottom three from each uh, section that I have, and he's he's just not highlighted in any of them, so he's pretty much um, okay everywhere. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's really good um, yeah. going forward. He does look exciting, even if the stats don't suggest that. Um, on that left hand side, he's constantly getting crosses in, 
and his delivery does look pretty dangerous at times. Um, but yeah, I, I think he he could do with a bit of defensive work. But yeah, it, he's another exciting player. Uh, don't think there's much else to say about it. He's definitely got a future ahead of him. I think it's a bit of a bargain for Tottenham, but Real Madrid put that buyback clause in for a reason. Um, so I, I think they obviously yeah. rate him enough to potentially be the successor to um, Marcelo when he eventually moves on. Um, and may, maybe they just want it to get... It's yeah, many, yeah, exactly. But if... Um, yeah, I, th- I think they obviously rate him enough to put that clause in, um, or even if it was just a safety net. Right. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I've got the exact same reasons why I've put him so low. I think he's... Um, Definitely got a bit of work to do defensively, especially in the Prem. I think when he was playing severe, he was quite a lot better defensively, but different games, aren't they, Prem and La Liga football? But, um, yeah, I think he is overshadowed by what the expectation was for him. He was supposed to come in and be this really attacking left-back, which he has been in ways. He goes forward very well, like you mentioned, but like his actual stats don't go great. He hasn't got that much really on paper really uh, as much as you need to see it in a certain light you need something on there to yeah, see I it in a certain light like stats can only tell you so much like i think on the eye he's he's very good and like if you watch a game without looking at any numbers I, I, he definitely impresses me um but i think the six ahead of him are are close um i, I like i said earlier there's One a more. top 2 for me that are definitely it there um, and then, yeah, probably from third down to James Justin in eighth, um, had probably all been in every position. Um, and he just that's where I settled on him being in the end. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I did think maybe I should put him higher than some of the other guys. Who we'll talk about in a minute or so, but um, this is as high as I could put him overall after about four hours worth of thinking. I've been doing this all week. Um, so who did you walk around work? We are into the uh, the famous top six. Top six where we still have four of the top six, which I think might be one of the first times. Well, I, really. I don't. Wait, uh, oh, do know, I have right? four of the top six? Do I? One, two. Well, oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, but you I've, do. How, who have I got that you haven't got then? So Cresswell's in, in mine. You've got no, we've both got so really who, two of the top six. Ah, uh, yeah, I've got yeah. Justin and you've got Cresswell. Okay. Okay, I've got Justin and six. Um, um, I agree with completely what you've said. You know, like there's, there's a lot we need to see, but I think as opposed to players like Lewis, yeah, you know, we've definitely. seen more from him already. And um, I'm really excited to see how he gets on. He will get his England call up. I'm certain of it. Probably in the next one, I think he would have got one if he was fit, and might even challenge to get yeah, in the England squad. He was definitely some players. There was definitely an argument for him. Yeah, I think he's had a better season than some of the players above him in the list. But I'm trying to incorporate, as always, everything into this, including you know past seasons and. You know, you could argue some players have had a bit of a dip in form in this list. Justin's probably up there with the top three in terms of form, but I'm taking everything into account. If we were to do this again in a year, he could be a lot higher. Uh, Yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, I think, yeah, if if 
well, he would. The only thing that goes against him is that. Wait, no, I don't know what I'm saying. Never mind. What I wanted to say is that. He's yeah, not, that, that doesn't help. But also the fact that this is a positive. Uh, Chilwell has obviously gone, and we've both got him above Justin. Um, but it's really yeah. you wouldn't say he's made that much of an impact that like the difference hasn't been huge. I know it's Justin's not always been the left back and it's there's been a few players that have played there. But um it's sort of seamless and for yeah. such a what we thought was a big player for Leicester, it's it's again that recruitment has been fantastic and it's just yeah, not been a miss at all and obviously got heap loads of profit if you if you go chill well for Justin that it's pretty much all of the money is profit. Yeah, I think out of the players who they could have at left back, I think he's definitely been impressive, like the most impressive anyway. You know, they've still got um, Castagna, yeah. I think he plays there a few times. Mado um, Pereira can play there, I think, as well. I might have played there a couple of times this season. Obviously, we included him in the uh, right back one, so we won't include him here. And uh, Fuchs, yeah. who's still knocking around as well. So, yeah, I think he's the best option at the moment for Leicester. I'm very excited to see what yeah, he brings. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So... In my sixth spot um, was, I think, someone... Please tell me. Please tell me. Right, no, it's not. Um, It's someone that I thought was going to be higher, was going to be preferred at least, um, if not second. um, And that's Luca Dean. Oh, my God, I thought... Oh, I thought you were going to say something else (laughs) I've got him a lot higher. I've got him in fourth. So we'll try and wrap all that up together at the same yeah, time. I, I had I had him like so, like I said, these third to eighth I had messing about all the time. Um but yeah, uh, he's his stats let him down. That's it really. Um it, I would his, his there's no stats for this season. Uh, yeah, for this season. There's there's no doubt in his ability um to his delivery is great. He's got a free kick in him and his link up we've seen with Rodriguez so many times getting to the byline and cutting it back um is, is great. Um but his pass accuracy is the second worst in the league. His dribbles per game is zero point two, which is the third worst. Um and yeah, yeah and then and also his interceptions per game at the other side is he's the worst the worst in the league for interceptions in this left back keeps in the league. I mean left back. Um so really? yeah, his tackles on the other hand are third, um, but his interceptions are dead last. Um so I just think I love a good stat and in this instance I didn't want the work I didn't want the work to work the stats in his favour and I think he's sixth. Um yeah, just looking at those stats really. Yeah, I get exactly what you mean. Um with like he's been a bit underwhelming at times, I guess the stats could suggest, but I'd argue differently again. I'm gonna argue against the stats, which is a dangerous thing to do. I think yeah. since he's signed for Everton, he's probably been their most consistent player. You know, uh they're having quite a good season this season, but I think before that, you know, especially since Ancelotti's come in, um sorry, before he came in, they were looking a bit worse for wear and he was definitely one of the players who was the exciting one you know like most consistent uh was a bit of a shock when he left Barca I think he went to Roma at some point I can't remember if that was before or after Barca 
But um, definitely a big signing for Everton when he came. And I don't think he's disappointed, really. Like you say, he's probably a bit like um, Bertrand in the aspect of him being a moments player. But I think he's definitely been one of the players for Everton who has helped them through their dry spell and they're now looking to build on that. Yeah, I think he's... I mean, he's one of the first names on the team sheet for Everton and that's saying something because they've got some great players in that team. That's also partially because their left-back options is just him, really. Um, yeah. We've seen a Wobi play there when he's been out injured. Um, so, I think... I think, yeah, the stats do maybe a disjustice to show how important he is to Everton. Um, but I think it, his delivery and is, is his big stat, and that's what we see a lot. And perhaps we see that more than we see the negatives. And that's maybe why I think he's a bit overrated. Um, and, yeah, I just think the five ahead of him, if I could choose a left-back to be a left-back... Um, and hope that I have better creators in other positions, um, then he wouldn't be in my top five. Okay, cool. I I just think if he was to play in a better team, could he be better left back? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right. Well, that was my fourth, so I've missed out fifth. Do you want to tell us who your fifth is? My fifth is not Aaron Cresswell. It is Ben Chilwell. Ah, another one we've agreed on. Which is sounds ridiculous. Um, because yeah, this guy at the start of the season was like looking like he was the answer to all of Chelsea's problems. Um, I think it was left back last season was probably one of Chelsea's weakest positions. Yeah, and this guy genuinely looked like wow, what a signing! You know, he came from a, a big rival, and they probably got him quite cheap considering all that. Especially you know, like Harry Maguire left United for eighty million, Chelsea got a lot of money as well uh, could have probably got a bit more but you know it's a big big signing and I just think he's been a bit underwhelming in, in all honesty yeah yeah I probably agree I think his injuries haven't helped him no not so. um, and also Tuchel has, has not helped him he's had a few games he's, but he's just been in and out as has Reese James on the other side yeah. to be fair um, who we put at the top but, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I think yeah, like you say, it has been a bit underwhelming. Um not not horrific. I don't think he's he's been bad and he's still fifth in both of our lists. So yeah. Um and he, he gets on my England plane at least, even if he doesn't get on yours. But no, he does on mine. Um I, I think he's just a, a solid solid left back and I, I think we'll see we'll see him improve and I think he'll justify his uh his move I guess um, yeah I definitely in this low primarily because he's not in the team enough but again he's a young one younger than some of the guys who are above him here so we'll probably see more from him yeah that, and yeah I, I think it's, it's not like he's had a, he's not like what a flop as you'd say um, no not at all he's had his moments especially this season he's got he's probably got quite a few goals and assists really um, look, yeah um, but yeah, uh, he's another one. None of the stats are bad for him. And the player I've got above him, in fact, all three um, above him are... Four. Well, well, yeah, three, the three directly above him that I've got have got an area where they're in the bottom three for something. Um, but Chilwell's not 
towards the bottom at any stat, but he's just a consistent left back. And I think he is, yeah, he's another one. If you look at this in three seasons' time, he could be could well be the best left back in the league. Yeah, definitely. And he's definitely Chelsea's best left back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, who's your fourth then? I've already made the case for Digne, so... I have gone for Please, no. not Aaron Cresswell. Not Aaron Cresswell. Not Aaron Cresswell. It's Kieran Tierney. Wow. Um, Where have you put flipping Cresswell, man? Um, I don't know about Kieran Tierney, um, really. So, yeah, we'll discuss I guess. Um, he's, I don't know for me. Uh, he's very he's hyped very much by the Arsenal fans. Yeah. Perhaps with perhaps with reason. He's uh very energetic. He wears short sleeves and everyone loves it because he's Scottish and he doesn't feel cold. <laughs> um but his defensive stats are not great. Uh he's second bottom for it tackles and interceptions. Um and you could say that's because he doesn't have to do it a lot, but why is none of the other top six players there? <laughs> um so, um, yeah, I, I just think his defensive side needs a bit of work, yeah. um, like you could say for Regillion. I don't think he's bad. He's, I don't think that those tackles and interceptions tell the whole story. Um, mm-hmm. And there's, I, I think he's a better defender than, say, Regillion, who he, he's basically an upgrade of Regillion, is pretty much what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I was uh, a bit baffled where to put him when I first looked at it because he seems so inconsistent, really. Like Some of the times he'll come off the pitch and be the best player. He'll have scored a, a good goal. He'll have demanded his defence. But like enough of the time, it's, oh my gosh, what was Tierney doing today? And I think there's a bit of a persona made. Oh, look at him wearing his shorts in the snow. Wow, he's so hard. But that doesn't mean anything if he's not performing on the pitch. And I wouldn't say he doesn't perform on the pitch. He's a great signing for Arsenal. He plays centre-back as well, showing his versatility. But um, well, you say it's showing his versatility when you were slating Cresswell because he's been pushed into centre back when you that that's yeah. Well, uh, Cresswell's not as good as Tierney in my eyes. Well, I'm going to have to disagree at the moment. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I think Tierney's been one of like the better. If yeah, he's probably up there in the top three Arsenal players this season. He's another exciting player, young player. His injury record's not great, which is uh, not ideal. But yeah, he's exciting to watch. Um, and yeah, there's definitely more to come from him as well. And like when we're getting to the top half of this, the amount of players that are young. So we've been we've been through Robinson, Justin, Regillion, Chilwell's not old, Tierney. Um, there's a lot of young, promising left backs. So maybe that's why the right backs are perhaps we thought were stronger overall. We've got probably got more potential in the right in the left backs. Yeah, definitely. That's that's exactly right. Yeah. But, um, so who have you gone for in third, then? My third is not Aaron Cresswell. Oh, my God, you're joking me. No, it is Aaron Cresswell. It is Aaron Cresswell. Yeah, um, I was actually getting angry then. <laughs> uh, yeah, Aaron Cresswell makes it into the top three. Um, perhaps that is... Ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. But perhaps it's not. Um He's played a lot of games at a Premier League level. He's played over 200 games for West Ham, I think. Um, he's he's had his troubles with injuries as well. Um, well just been just, just, for that. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that's a, a bad thing. Yeah. But on the other hand, as I, I compared Tierney to an upgraded Regillion, I think Cresswell is 
um, yeah. an upgraded yeah. Luca Dean. Right. Um, he's got a great delivery. He's got quite a few assists from uh, corners and crosses and free kicks this season. Um, and I, I just think he's he's very good. I, I, he's in my left back. I want them to be good at both things or my full backs. And I think he he is great in both areas going forward and defensively. Um, he's dribbled past the least uh, per game on about anyone on this list. So he's he's solid at left back and and also he's played at centre back as well. So that um, can't be easy to not be dribbled past as many times uh, as everybody else. Yeah. Um, and then going in the other direction, my top three actually are. Um, I just noticed this. My first, the person who's first is the has the most key passes. The person who's second has the second most key passes, and the person who's third has the third most key passes. Um, so maybe that's subconsciously what I look for in a um, fullback is key passes. And even Tierney, actually, who I've got fourth, is also fourth in the key passes. Is that how you do um, it? You love your key passes. So, mate, I've got all these stats. I could have just got key passes and done it by that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I just think Cresswell's got a bit of everything. He's really solid. He's really consistent. Um, and I, I think that consistency is something that the left-backs below him don't have. And it's not consistency at a Ryan Birchand quality. It's consistency at the next level above that. And definitely I have been biased based on this season, but I don't think he's been any... Uh, I don't think he's been a bad player in season gone by. He would definitely have always been in my probably top eight. But yeah, I, I've probably given him a bit too much of a boost, but I'm sticking with it. Okay, fair enough, mate. That's I understand completely. I think you've got a bit mental to put him in third. Um, but, you know, what can you do? Um, so we've both got the same top two then. Yeah. One for this was United, one for Liverpool. Yeah. I've gone top dog to the first time a Liverpool player, James Milner. Best left back <laughs> in the league. I'm kidding. Who I've gone for Andy Robertson at the top. Luke Shaw barely misses out in second place. Yeah, I've uh, I've we've finally, finally do you know what? I was actually hoping that you you said Andy Robertson. Right. Um just because I wanted a change, because otherwise our teams are just going to be exactly the same. Right. Uh, I have Luke Shaw. Good. This is going to be interesting. Um, put Robbo underneath Luke Shaw. Yeah, so Robertson is second for me. Um, and I, I think Luke Shaw is just incredible. I, I think he's always had it, but he's never been able to show it at a consistent level because of injuries and other stuff going on. He wasn't in favour really with Mourinho when he was fit either. No. Um, but this season um, we've just seen a new level and I think maybe it's difficult. Is, is he this season as good as Robertson was last season? No. Possibly, possibly not. However, looking at his stats, he backs me up in every single area. There's nothing Robinson. 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 Well, Robinson's up there as well. Um, but there's nothing that Robertson's got better than um, Luke Shaw. His, his dribble he's dribbled past the third least uh, out of anyone in the league. Um, Lee, left-backs. Um, key passes, as we know, he's top dog. Um, so his delivery is fantastic. Uh, his pass accuracy is third. Um, his dribbles per game a third his progressive carries a second so he's, he's got the ability to pass dribble and take a man on 
um, as well as his defensive stats are not bad either. Um, but also, I think Man United signed Alex Tellers this season because they they thought, well, I don't know if that was a a worry about Shaw being injured, but Tellers has not even had a sniff really. He's had a few games here and there, but that's always been because they needed to rest Shaw, never because they needed to replace him. Before. And in those games, United have looked weaker, I'd argue as well. Um, yeah, we saw against Leicester that they they had to bring Shaw on at sixty odd minutes. It's not often you want to replace your left back to make more of an impact going forward. Um, that's how much Luke Shaw brings to the game, and that's not a bad left back in Alex Tellers they're bringing off. No, okay, that's fair. I understand. Um, I think if you were to go off this season alone, yeah, Shaw would be top, and Robertson might not even break into the top five. Uh, probably would in my eyes still. Um, I think he's probably been. Liverpool's most consistent defender this season. You know, he's the one who's been budged out of the team the least um, in a team that's had about 20 different centre-back partnerships or something mental. Um, Shaw has definitely been the better player this season, but overall, Robertson is the best left-back in the league. Um, Prime Luke Shaw, as we've seen, is not as good as prime Robertson in my eyes. Um, yeah, I know I'm going off the classic living history, but this is recent history. This guy still plays. You know, he just offers something no other left-back does in this league, might not even the world. He His delivery, I know it's not been as good as Shaw's this season statistically, but overall, I think most people might argue that Robertson is the better left-back. Yeah. I think the team's having a bad season. This guy's probably one of the ones who's, you know, middle of the park. He's not having as good a season as Salamite and definitely not as good as like a a past Robertson from last season, the season before. But he's not having as bad a season as, say, Trent, you know? Yeah, that's definitely true. And I think Robinson... Robinson... is yeah maybe not not having a horrific season um but i just think perhaps he's a bit one dimensional in terms of what he can offer going forward um i th- i think we we can see him cross a ball in um key passes his second winner um but i don't think he offers a lot in any other area going forward whereas luke shaw has as i've just said has got everything Um, and I think Luke Shaw's probably a bit better defensively as well Um, I think well no I I probably would agree that Luke Shaw's a better defender however this is definitely this is definitely what I've come to call the Van Dyke effect (laughs) you know Van Dyke is the player you want on the pitch I think out of any defender in the league so that might be a bit of a spoiler for for the next one coming out but you know, when you're next to Van Dyke, he'll tell you what to do. And that is why Shaw's a better defender because he doesn't have that that guy next to him. You know, he's got Harry Maguire and Victor Lindhoff. No disrespect to either of them. But Robertson definitely gets bailed out by Van Dyke defensively. However, he isn't a poor defender. Yeah, I, I think it was it was difficult these top two, and if you'd done it last season, you'd obviously say Robertson would be top, and it wouldn't have been contested. And sure, 
I don't know, sure, maybe it maybe would have creeped into the top five, but that would have been close. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just think Shaw has been fantastic this season in a team that I still I don't know if it's a team that's overperforming. It's just not. It's weird. the Man United thing is so weird. Yeah. Like there's so much criticism of the manager. There's a lot of criticism on the players that it, it aren't good enough. Um, but they're still second. So I've one of the two has to be good. Either the manager has to be good or the players on the pitch have to be good. Um, Do you not think it could be like half the players are good on the pitch? Because as we've seen in the games, like the Leicester game the other day, when some of their key players aren't on the pitch, they are poor. Yeah, but that's... that's yeah, but then I, I don't think that's Solskjaer's fault if he's got poor players. I mean, he's picking the players. Yeah. So um, I, I think both are too harshly, harshly criticised. I don't necessarily think Solskjaer should be the right man is the right man for the job going forward. But then again, I don't think he's done anything horrific enough to warrant a second. No, so, definitely not. Um, I don't think many people are calling for that. I think a lot of fans, hopefully we can get one on soon, who's permanently been Oli in. Uh, a lot of the fans are starting to appreciate Oli more than they have in the past. Uh, yeah, there's definitely been streaks. There's thing one when they went out of Champions League, they're on a bad run this yeah. season and last season as well. Um, yeah. I think they're a bad run. I think but... you could almost say regarding this Shaw Robertson debate anyway that Shaw is the best left back in the league this season and Robertson's not. But last season Robertson was and Shaw wasn't, and I think Robertson might have proved it more in terms of long longevity. Yeah, that's that probably that's what Bruce said totally right. me and you know, we're still in the Champions League. Um, I know it's harsh to say that because United had a harder group. Not in the Champions League spots, do I? <laughs> we're not, no. And you know, United have got yeah. the better of us earlier in the season in the FA Cup. But we shall see what happens. And I I I like Shaw a lot. I think he's definitely the starting left back for uh, England in my eyes um, but I just think Robertson has proved it more I think Shaw's had more worse like bad seasons than he has good especially since he's joined United this one probably well this one's definitely been the best he's had in the United shirt in my eyes whereas I think yeah. if you were to speak about Robertson you know Last season, obviously, was great for him, but the season before was good for him as well. This guy's played in two Champions League finals. He's won the Premier League. Shaw hasn't reached either of those heights. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see next, if, if we look back on these in years' time. And, um I, I think it will be interesting to see where both teams have gone. Because, um, yeah, like you say, this is, it's not Shaw's first good season, but it's his first outstanding season where where he's he's the top dog. And I don't think there's any disagreeing that he's been the best left back in the league no, this not. season. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, can Shaw do it two seasons running? And also, will Robert Robertson... Robertson, uh, will he... How will he go? Will he like sort of level out, level out at the form that we've seen this season? Which, yeah, like I said, it's not just his fault. But, well, will he go um, back to being he's just top dog? Yeah, 
yeah, well, yeah, or will, yeah, will him and the rest of the Liverpool players um, go back to the back to the top? But having said that, he shouldn't be reliant on uh, Van Dijk because Shaw, like you say, Shaw's playing with Maguire and Lindelof, who again, like I said, is probably get too much stick. But if you put uh, any centre back in the Man United team, I don't think it affects Shaw's performance as much as it does. No, that's that's definitely true. Okay, well. We will have to see on that. Uh, we haven't agreed yeah. on a top five today, which I think was the first right. time we haven't, which means we need to sort that out because that's the aim. And more importantly, we yeah. haven't got a top one. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So obviously our, our individual ones will go on to our own squads, but now we need to actually uh, collectively decide. We've got Robertson, um, Shaw and Tierney in the top five and Chilwell. Could you argue they all get in? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm happy to say Robertson uh, is first. It was very close for me. Um, But yeah, I I probably have had a bit of sure, uh, like recency bias um, there. So it goes Robertson, sure. Then where did you have Tierney? Then I can can put him in third. And then where did you have Chilwell? And I add in fifth, yeah. So it's but basically it's Cresswell versus Dinya. It is, yeah. It? And I think that's the hardest argument, really. Yeah, especially as I have Cresswell saying. Yeah, and I have him eighth. <laughs> um, yeah. Whereas where where do you have Dinya? Fourth, sixth, fourth. Wow, I okay. In fourth, yeah. Well, it makes you've got. I mean, I I. Yeah, so if you add up my numbers, it equals 10. And if I, if I add up your numbers, it equals 9. So, great. I had him in and you had him in third. So, that would be 11. Oh, so it's 11, yeah. And yeah. you had him. Yeah. And, you, and we make 10 for Dinya. So, yours... Uh, so, really, if we're playing by goal terms... Um, but I win that. primarily out of fairness... We'll go Cresswell fifth, Chilwell fourth, Tierney uh, third. Lovely. Yeah. Tierney third. And then Robert. Love it. For me. Well, there you go, West Ham fans. I've got him into the top five. Yeah, on Europe, Twitter, so. See what people think out of Cresswell and Digne. Yeah, that I will do that, actually. Yeah. And um, the same yeah, we'll say also one thing on the Twitter at the Corridor Pod. I did a poll. I mean, we only got 10 votes on this one. Um, for our Euro 2020 squads, even though it's in 2021, um, wow. and I won by 90% of the 90% result. Um, yeah, Curtis Jones has let you down there, but yeah. Wait, you got 90% of the votes? Out of 10, though, yeah, it's only 10. Normally we get more, but I just think that the, hash, the hashtags for international football are difficult to reach people. Yeah, I think, I think you're right, mate. Especially when I'm talking about the Euros and we're currently going through the World Cup qualifier. Yeah. But, but, you know. That's pants. Okay. Well, that's the way. That's it. We are all done and dusted. Andy Robertson is the collective best left back in the Premier League. Um, even if we disagreed on that. 
So thank you all for listening. Uh, be sure to check in on Sunday for the first ever international weekend roundup. Thanks for listening. Bye.